This is Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap, May 5th edition. My name is Ryan Jenke. I'm here with Corey Litton. We're ready to talk some racing. That's right. Yes, sir. On a Friday, no less, as we record this, you're double dipping today. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of using up a, using this to my advantage, you know, because uh, the fastest five or four minutes uh, in racing is we <laughs> <laughs> just wrap that up right, uh, right next door uh, with uh, Checkers and Wreckers and the, li- the live show. Yep. Um, and yeah, I just walk right into the booth next door and let's go at it here for the podcast. Working out great. Yeah. Uh, and that is 640 every Friday morning. Now, uh, you can catch Corey on the KFGO morning crew, 790 AM or 104.7 FM KFGO. So we had some racing. Let's get right after it. Well, NASCAR had it was uh, they were rain delayed. So Monday, May first, was the Worth 400 of the Dover Motor Speedway in Dover, Delaware, a 400 lap affair out there. Um, stage one was 120 laps. Rain postponed Sunday's Cup Series event, which gave us a rare Monday race at the Monster Mile. Which actually, I went back and looked. Seems like this is the race every year that gets delayed and in, in run on a Monday. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, huh. uh, yeah. So you know, go figure in that one. Um, I, I uh, you know. I was like, oh, good, I'm off Mondays, I can watch this, and then I totally forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Kyle Busch got the whole shot and walked away from the field till the race was slowed for the first time on lap 20 for a competition caution. That brought everyone to pit road, where Bush won the race off of pit road, but uh, and he was followed by Brad Keselowski, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, Chris, and Chris Busher. Bush, thought, though, he was a uh, little too fast, exiting pit road, which put him at the back of the pack for the restart, and he was pretty much chasing... For the rest of the day, it, it just seemed like everything they tried to do did not help out. Sure. He eventually got towards the, the front, but uh, it just really killed his momentum right away. Uh, William Byron took off on the lap 27 restart, but Noah Gregson spun out in the back straightaway, bringing a caution number two. Byron again got a great restart in lap number 34, but the yellow flag flew just one lap later for the third time when Daniel Suarez got loose in turn four. I mean, that thing snapped around big time and he hit the outside wall, sending him to the inside wall. Ouch. Kyle Busch got into the back of Ty Dillon during this melee, causing Dillon and B.J. McLeod to spin out in the front stretch in contact in the inside wall. That uh, scratched the CD for uh, the uh, the Pitbull car. <laughs> Pitbull's <laughs> new album's dropping soon, oh, so it, he was sure. on Daniel Suarez's car and oh. uh, scratched my CD in broad I, daylight. I hate that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the racing resumed on a lap uh, 41 with Byron taking off again on lap 81. The race's most controversial moment occurred when your guy Ross Chastain took out Brennan Poole. Took in... out. That's that's. Oh, he that's wiped heavy. him out. He sent him to the moon. That that's that's <laughs> a stretch. I'm going light on this one here. <laughs> and he uh, collected Kyle Larson in the turn one wall. Poole was done for the day, and Larson was pretty much out of contention. He was driving a modified for the rest of the day, though, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, that brought everyone to pit road where Chastain won the race out after taking two tires, um, probably because he didn't want to stay in pit road because he was probably afraid of someone else retaliating on that one. There's a lot of Rick Ware racing cars around there, and, <laughs> and he took one of them out. He's got a receipt coming, I think. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> he's misunderstood. <laughs> misunderstood? <laughs> he missed his brakes. That's what he did. Uh, Tyler Reddick also took two tires, came out second. William Byron came out third. Ryan Blaney fourth. Those were the first couple guys with the uh, four tires. And then Brad Keselowski came out in the fifth spot. Uh, Kyle Busch did not pit, so he led the field back to green. But, I mean, he dropped like a like a lead sinker uh, through the field in that mm. one because everybody had new tire or newer tires. 
Sure. Um, yeah, in lap 90, uh, they started back up again, but he quickly lost the lead to William Byron. The race stayed green till the end of the stage, uh, which was won by Byron with Dem- Denny Hamlin finishing second, Ryan Blaney third, Brad Keselowski fourth. Then it was Ross Chastain, Chris Buescher, Christopher Bell, Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex Jr., and Ricky Stenhouse Jr., all scoring stage points. That leads us to stage number two. All right, Pit Road opened up on lap 125 with William Byron winning the race out. Brad Keselowski came out second but had an errant tire causing a penalty. Then it was Ryan Blaney, Ross Chastain, and Christopher Bell rounding out the top five. Racing resumed on lap 130 with Byron leading Blaney and the rest of the field back to the green. On lap 177, Ross Chastain was able to get around Ryan Blaney to take over second and began his charge for the lead. Green flag pit stops began on lap 188 just as Chastain caught Byron for the lead. Chastain took the lead on lap 195 just as Byron peeled off and pitted. When the stop cycled through on lap 201, Ross Chastain found himself back in the lead with William Byron in second, Ryan Blaney third, Kevin Harvick fourth, and Denny Hamlin in the fifth spot. Whereas stage one was a wreck fest, stage two was a lot tamer. As the stage came to an end, Martin Truex Jr.'s car came to life. Truex improved from ninth to fifth in 20 laps. It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> As the stage came to a close on lap 250, Chastain took the win with William Byron, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Ty Gibbs, Chris Busher, Tyler Reddick, Chase Elliott, and Christopher Bell all getting stage points. That takes us to the race to the finish. And 150 laps was the distance to finish this one off here, and they only needed 150 laps. So good for wow. them. Wow, no overtime. <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, well, I already did, too, so don't worry about it. Uh, William Byron's team had a great pit stop, won the race out with Ross Chastain, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., and Ty Gibbs rounding out the top five. Ty Gibbs had a really good run out there, uh, I will say. It was very impressive. Uh, He actually was racing the way he normally does uh, without hitting other people like Ross Chastain does. (sighs) This again. (laughs) Byron led the field back to green on lap 259. Byron, Chastain, and Truex Jr. took off from the rest of the pack, and Chastain took the lead on lap 288 with Truex moving up to second. Green flag pit stop started with 76 laps remaining. In the middle of the stops, Harrison Burton spun out while entering pit road. Some more pit pit road shenanigans. Um, (laughs) He was able to get the car turned back around, and the race stayed green. When the stop cycled through 62 laps to go, Martin Truex Jr. found himself in the lead. Truex and Chastain lapped up to ninth, but with 14 laps to go, Joey Logano spun and hit the turn four wall, bringing out the race's seventh caution. That brought everyone to pit road, and Truex Jr. took two tires and came out first. Blaney and Bell also took two tires. They came out second and third, respectively. Chastain and Keselowski took four tires and came out fourth and fifth. Truex and Blaney took off on the restart with seven laps to go, with Truex winning the battle. And that leads us to our clip here from NASCAR.com. Monday is for Martin. Two of his three Dover victories have come on rain-delayed races on Monday afternoons, and he's two laps away from another one. I don't think he ain't trying. Just ran his fastest lap of the race two two laps ago on two tires. Come around here to take the white flag. It's going to make it official. White flag, one lap to go, sponsored by Credit One Bank. Truex with a six-tenth of a second lead. And he's running every lap like a qualifying lap right now. Hardest he's run all day long. So it's like you said, Clint, a couple laps ago, the fastest lap he's ran all day long. 
Younger brother Ryan gets his first Xfinity victory on Saturday. And Monday is for Martin and Dover. Martin Truex wins the worth 400. Old Truex sweep. Two-tire call. Awesome job, guys. Thank you, man. Happy for that family. 32nd career victory for Truex. First one came here. First win this season in his 11th start. Mayetta, New Jersey, his hometown, 130 miles from here. And the Truex family has everything to celebrate this weekend. And uh, I know we normally dog on the broadcasts, but mm -hmm. that last lap was good. It was. It was Rusty it, handed that off at the perfect moment so that Mike Joy could take and have his big, long big long call that he waited the whole entire race to do. Yeah. You know, that he's he's been known for, those big, long calls, you know, highlighting the entire day and yeah. and amongst other facts that he has you know tucked away in his back pocket so rusty handed that off at the right exact mo perfect moment yeah it was it was really good i uh, i actually was thinking about that as i was uh downloading this and and getting it ready for today i was like wow that was probably the best one that we've heard so far yeah cuz usually you know clint does his he's got a he's got a more of a rapid fire kind of uh, it's tough to really kind of pick pick that strategy or that style out without using my music terms but like almost like a um kind of like a chicken picking kind of yeah. uh, uh he just kind of says something says something says something it, it, there's pauses yep and he and he doesn't use like complete sentences when he does it either <laughs> he just kind of says something quick that he that he sees and then and, and i'm not dogging him on this either i kind of actually enjoy it because it's what you use i mean there's using the silence to your advantage too that really kind of helps the emotion of the situation yeah and you know, Rusty, his was just fluid and smooth for that entire about half lap, and I knew he where I could tell in the clip without even seeing it on TV where he handed it off at to Mike Joy, and that was probably in the entrance into turn three. Yeah, and that just yep. gave Mike Joy a good fifteen seconds to to lead into his his winning clip, and and you could hear Mike Joy make that call right as uh, an end of the call on the post. Mm -hmm. Um, right at the, which Dover Downs, yeah, know, <laughs> former horse track, he ended it right at the, right at the line yep. and that was good. And you could hear the cars going by and that is a lost art in race calling. I've seen so many of these announcers on streaming services just keep talking. Yeah. It's like, let it go. Let the, let the moment breathe a little yep. bit. And yep. That was a perfect last lap from uh, NASCAR. Yep. It was really good. I liked it a lot, but yeah, it was, uh, so yeah, to end that again, Martin Truex Jr., you know, finished off his 54 race slump. He yep. ended that one, so that was pretty cool. Fourth Dover win, and his brother Ryan's uh, Xfinity race was the Saturday before that for a Truex Brothers sweep of the weekend. And he had Ross Chastain finished in second, Ryan Blaney finished in third, William Byron finished in fourth, and Christopher Bell in fifth. Yes, that takes us to the point standings where Ross Chastain sits atop those standings with 370 points in second Christopher Bell three points back in third Kevin Harvick is 38 points behind Martin Truex Jr. 40 points back in the fourth spot and your guy Ryan Blaney is 44 points out in the fifth spot go figure it's three for Christopher <laughs> <laughs> the three behind Ross Chastain he's three ahead yeah <laughs> yeah he wishes he was three so going to the ratings uh, FS1 drew a point oh six point six three with a with one point oh six seven million viewers. That makes it three straight weeks in a row 
of year-over-year increases in the Cup Series uh, ratings. ESPN, uh, for uh, to, to compare this, this is actually a pretty pretty close across the board between the top three of the world's racing kind of series and stuff like that. Uh, ESPN earned 0.053 share with uh, 958,000 viewers for Sunday's F1 race in Baku. And NBC earned a 0.59 share with 920,000 viewers for Sunday's IndyCar race at Barber Motorsports Park. This is according to Adam Stern on Twitter. And we have more with uh, the ratings going on here because my yeah. guy Ryan Blaney made made some headlines here on MSN. Yeah, your guy. Uh, he made headlines for doing something right. He uh, yeah he <laughs> he put out a tweet, uh, and this this was the tweet that he put out on uh, the second, which I guess would have been Monday, right? Yeah. Uh, crazy that when the ratings are down, everyone loses their minds and says it's in the garbage. But when ratings are up, it gets a quarter of the attention. I guess what I'm saying is I wish people would show the same reaction when things are positive as people do when it's negative. You know, that is... uh, It's true. It's true, and it goes beyond just NASCAR and just ratings. I think this is... uh, uh, You could apply this to everything in almost every situation. That's yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Especially on social media, which he uh you know, he tweeted that. So obviously on Twitter, um it would just be nice to see a little more positivity out there. Uh, yeah, and you know, it's it's in every sport too. I guess we can't really I mean, but it's what we see. It, it's, right. It's in every sport, it's in every it's in every news article you see online. Um anything that can maybe that someone could have an opinion on, they're going to have a negative one. Right. Yep. Uh, a good friend of mine calls it it's uh how the unhealed uh go out and and tolerate life. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is more of a fantastic way of saying it. Yeah. Um the unhealed. Um yeah. it's That's, Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um and I told them I said I told us that I'm going to I'm going to steal that line, the unhealed. <laughs> Cuz trust me, I've gotten my fair share of hate over just the dumbest. Yeah. Dumbest littlest things. Sure. Like yep. uh I stuttered once and by the way already no. listening to this podcast i've stuttered a few times no. we don't edit we don't edit that out Stu- um, you stuttered i use it for effect to be shame honest on you <laughs> um yeah and there was a guy that there's there's a few people that like to message the track pages and think that we're going to change things in the middle of the stream you know change versus, oh you know, sure like that. Mm-hmm. and um the, what, what they don't realize is we don't look at any of that until well after the night's over right like Several days after, yeah. we don't really look at what is said. Yeah, you're kind. There. You're kind of working, right? <laughs> We're not busy looking at our phones doing this. We got to right. kind of watch what's happening because people's lives are at are on, at stake. Yep. My my favorites when I get messages from people that are complaining about something at a track that I'm not at. <laughs> like I had somebody message me one time, and this is two years after I stopped, or after I'd started working at at West Fargo on Fridays. Uh-huh. I had somebody. Um, text me that there was debris in corner number two right in front of the tailgating section at I-94 Speedway. Oh, well, good. They also race on Fridays. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, um, go find somebody that works there and tell them about it. You guys are all intertwined, aren't you? Right. And, like- this, and this is somebody that knew that I worked in Fargo on Fridays. <laughs> so it was 
it's so I don't really listen to any of it because <laughs> yeah. for the most part I sit back and laugh at most yeah. of the things that are said. Yeah, it's best if you don't. I would say. I mean, it's good. It is good to uh, get some healthy feedback or some you know look at criticism and and at least uh, decide. Okay, that's fair. Or yeah, that I'm not. I'm not bothering with that. But at, at that though, I'll listen to the people that are paying me the money to be there. Yeah. If I have something that they would like me to change, then I will. Sure. I mean, they're paying me to do it. Yep. Um, or I'll listen to people that are, you know, Credible. professional broadcasters. Yeah. Um, anybody who's done radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, co-announcer and several different announcers at several different racetracks. If they have some constructive criticism, and not just on their complaining. Right. Um. Yeah, I'll listen to them. Uh, mm-hmm. I, and I'll do the same to other people too. Like, but I won't do a lot of it. I mean, it's yeah. one of those things where they kind of. I would. I'd like to let people ask me for my opinion before I actually give it out. Yeah. When it comes to that, because <laughs> otherwise I'll just sit there and think about it too much. Sure. And not enjoy it yeah. for what it is. No, I get it. So next up, uh, Sunday, May the seventh. That is this Sunday, uh, Kansas City Speedway in Kansas City. Uh, two o'clock start time on FS1. Two o'clock advertised, advertised start, start time. time FS1. <laughs> so moving on to Formula One. Yeah, uh, Sunday, April thirtieth was the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Reigning world champion Max Verstappen led earlier, but he was overtaken by his Red Bull Racing teammate Sergio Perez. And Checo, Checo dominated the rest of the uh, afternoon on the streets of Baku. Verstappen finished second. Char- uh, Charles Leclerc fin- rounded out the podium in that one. In the points, Max Verstappen is the point leader with uh, 93 points. Uh, Sergio Perez in second, 87 points. Both the Red Bull teammates doing pretty good so far this year. In third, Fernando Alonso is quite a ways back with 60 points. Okay. Uh, they're racing this Sunday, May 7th, the Crypto.com Miami Grand Prix. Uh, a 2.30 advertised start time on ESPN or on the F1 app, which that's an interesting thing. Going back to the ratings just quick. Mm-hmm. Um, they stream their, their their races on an app. You can watch their stuff live on an app, but they still are on you know regular TV. They're on ESPN, yeah, uh, exclusively on ESPN, other than just the F1 app, and they still do. I mean, still got over nine hundred thousand viewers in the yeah. last last race. So I mean, how much more would they have, and how close would they be to hitting NASCAR's numbers if they weren't doing the streaming app? Or is that helping? Yeah, it's tough to say. I, you know, I um. I go back and forth on apps and streaming and things like that. There was a, a, a Babylon B article a few years ago that uh, said... Credible source. Yeah, credible source, yep. The number one news source uh, that said uh, uh, family cuts the cord and replaces it with 79 streaming services or whatever, <laughs> whatever it was, something like... I don't remember the number, but but it is true. So, you know, that you can really get uh, bogged down with a bunch of streaming services. But I do wish that uh, there was more of, of, like, a la carte where you could, you know, NASCAR has got a, a... You can just get... You can pay for the NASCAR broadcast, so you don't have to worry, is it on FS1, is it on ESPN, is it on this channel, that channel, am I going to be able to get it, won't I get it, It's you know I'm running late today and now I can't find it on my TV, I've got it right here on my streaming service. And same with like the NFL, uh, you know, the, uh, now YouTube TV is going to have rights to the NFL Sunday ticket, but you still have to buy the entire package. Yeah. It'd be nice if I could just, okay, I'm a Broncos fan. I am a Broncos fan. I just want the Broncos. Can I pay 
a reduced rate and just get the Broncos, you know. Or, I mean, why can't we just buy from the team? Team, or, you know. Sure. I mean, they, they, they get a lot of their, their money they get is the share of the TV revenue. So mm-hmm. why can't we just buy straight from the team? Right. Yeah, it would, that would be, uh, and and there's probably more to it that, you know, I don't know about sitting here right. t- talking about it. But anyway, that would uh, that would be nice. So. I mean, it, this, going back to the streaming services, too, I've wor- worked in the streaming industry for racing and stuff with, uh, with XR, and I've also worked alongside of other companies and stuff, and it's just as muddy in that field too. Yeah, it's it's that that muddy out there with uh, all the different streaming services. Like last night, I was watching Flow Racing and Dirt Vision at the same time. Mm-hmm. Two different TVs that I have now in <laughs> one room. Yep. And thankfully, they both work really well on on uh, on my Roku. So yeah, I was, so I was watching two different streaming services at the same time, mm-hmm. and that's just two of, of them that I have yeah. either a subscription for or. I, I, I can watch at any given moment. Yeah. There's yeah. A, there's hundreds of, especially every racetrack now has its own streaming service. Yeah. Or for the most part. Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a big deal and, uh, uh, crazy, crazy where we've come. Totally crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. We are moving on now to IndyCar Sunday, April the 30th, Children's of Alabama, Indy Grand Prix, Barber Motorsports Park in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, Scott McLaughlin, which uh, you, you can't spell McLaughlin without laugh. I, I've, <laughs> I got that when I was typing that out. I, I might have typed this that's, at like 3 in the morning. That's true. Um, he earned his first win of the season, his fourth win of his career. And on uh, Sunday at Barber Motorsports Park, which uh beautiful racetrack out there, especially for IndyCar racing. Roman Grosjean led for a significant amount of the race, but wound up second. Will Power, another one of my favorite names in racing. Yep. I mean, Is he related to Austin? Um, I doubt it. Yeah, um, not not related. No, okay. uh, there's one letter missing. Oh, um, so he's not, powers. Yeah, it's he's plural. Not related to Kenny Powers either, but <laughs> willpower. <laughs> How can you go wrong without willpower <laughs> or with will? Yeah, whatever. Uh, he finished in the third spot. Uh, points. Marcus Erickson continues to lead. He's your defending Indy 500 champion. He has 130 points. Pato Award is in second. He's three points back. Alex Blow in third. Nine points back. Scott McLaughlin. With that win, moved to 11 points back in the fourth spot. And Roman Grosjean, 15 points back in the fifth spot. What's next for them? That'll be Saturday, May 13th, GMR Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course, Indianapolis, Indiana. 2.30 advertised start time on NBC. And uh, that's it's the month of May, so that means mm-hmm. it's indie time. And yep. It's Almost getting some goosebumps thinking about it already. It's go time, absolutely. We have, we have a bunch of audio from an old record um, that we have st- uh, stored away. Maybe we should bust some of that out. We should. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go through it again, and I'll, I'll find some highlights. All right, that, yeah. Some good classic audio from an old record that my kids found me once. That sounds good. <laughs> All right, we had World of Outlaws action Friday, April the 28th at Tri-City Speedway, Granite City, Illinois. Logan Schuhart led at the green flag with Sheldon Hunshield hot on his tail, tail tank. Yeah, because uh, that's how those sprint cars look. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Hot on his tail tank. Schuhart began to pull away on the third lap and was closing in on traffic on lap eight just as Hunshield hit the turn one wall, causing his car to frisbee and ripping the right front tire to be sheared up. Yeah, that yeah. was my fault on the writing on that one. No, yeah. that, that's all right. His right front tire was uh, ripped off. Um, 
crazy. And it rolled all the way to, into the infield with still pieces of suspension attached to it. Wow. Made it almost to the work area. That's crazy. Uh, Hodden Shields crew was able to change the front wheel assembly and top wing in time to make it back out for the restart. During the restart, Pencer Baston and Chase Randall tangled, causing both cars to flip wildly down the front stretch. Baston's crew were able to get his car back out. Randall was unable to continue. Shuhart continued to lead, but David Gravel put the pressure on and took the lead on lap 16. Gravel made great moves in traffic to put a gap on the field, but Ryan Timms would bring out the caution on lap 22, setting up an eight-lap sprint to the finish. The caution would wave once again for Aaron Reitzel, who slowed when he hit a piece of debris, cutting his right rear tire with six laps to go. That was all gravel needed as he picked up the win, win number four on the year, with Parker Price Miller finishing second and Logan Schuart finishing third. Donnie Schatz finished in the 12th spot. And then we move on to Saturday, April 29th, Tri-State Speedway in Hopstadt, Illinois, or Indiana. Um, yeah, like I was saying on the on the live show today, you know, we had, it's tri, tri, uh, Tri-City, Tri-State, and last week we talked about Tri-County. Tri-County. So, yeah, not to be confused with Tri-County and Wishing. The, the, the Tri-Tries. Yeah. <laughs> Car- <laughs> Carson Macedo got the whole shot and looked dominant early, putting a 2.6 second gap through the field. Uh, but that was quickly erased when Sunshine Tyler Courtney slowed with front wing damage and a broken left front brake line on lap number six. Caution came out on the restart where when Justin Grant, Robbie Price, and James McFadden all spun to a stop in turn number two after Spencer Baston spun and collected the rest of them. Just as the race resumed, David Gravel pulled off, ending his night, which that's big for the points right now as he is uh, the winningest driver so far in the season. On lap 15, the caution waved again for Buddy Kofo to slowed with with a right rear tire flat. The race resumed, and traffic played a factor just past the halfway point when Carson Macedo got held up by the back of the field. That allowed Sheldon Hoddenshield to take the, the lead on lap number 22, but the caution would wave once again on lap 24 when Hunter Schoenberg and Emerson Axon got together. The red flag came out five laps later when Logan Schuhart tipped on, over on his side and the car on the move and the restart was the Macho Man Brady Bacon. Brady Bacon. Bacon started in sixth, and with five laps to go, it made his way up to second. Just as Hoddenshield uh, caught up to traffic, Bacon caught Hoddenshield with three laps to go, and with two laps remaining past Hoddenshield in turn number two, the Macho Man sliced and diced his way through traffic and earned his first career World of Outlaws victory. Oh, yeah. He was 150th different winner in series history, and that was over Sheldon Hoddenshield and Brad Sweet. Donnie Schatz finished again in the 12th position after that. And uh, looking at the points right now, we have Carson Macedo is the point leader with 2,110 points. Brad Sweet in second. He is uh, 12 points behind with that tough luck. David Gravel dropped a third, 48 points back already. Then it's Logan Schuhart in fourth. He's 74 points back. Buddy Kofoid, 94 points back in fifth. And Donnie Schatz currently sitting in ninth, 194 points out. Uh, what's next for them? For the sprint cars, Friday and Saturday, May 5th and 6th. That's tonight and tomorrow. It's the Let's Race 2 at Eldora Speedway in Rossburg, Ohio. And the late models, they started last night at the uh, Dairyland Showdown. They're going to go all the way to Saturday, May 6th. Dairyland Showdown at Mississippi Thunder Speedway in Fountain City, Wisconsin. It's not that far of a drive once you think about it. Yeah, and, relatively uh, speaking. Yeah, um, all races live on Dirt Vision, where you can watch a 
all, every lap live on there. Yeah. And uh, from there, we're going to? We've got a, another schedule release. I think this will be the last one because I think it is the last one. All uh, right. For all of our local our local. Uh, racetracks sure it's uh one that's near and dear to my heart you know it's one of them that i've worked at the longest it's the red river cart club in west fargo all right month that happens monday nights uh at 6 30 grandstands are free racers are from ages five and up that's right yeah you only got to pay if you want to go into the pits okay or get food or whatever sure so on May 15th, they're going to have a practice session. Then May 22nd is the season opener, and then they race again on Tuesday the 30th. That's right. That's uh, that's Memorial, the day after Memorial Day. That's right. I think that'll make it almost a six-day swing for me to, on Memorial <laughs> Weekend. Um, June 5th, 12th, 19th, and 26th, just regular race nights. Again, 6.30 start time, free to attend and I do believe we might be uh, showing some of the races on YouTube also if you can't make it. All right. In July, uh, they'll race on the 3rd, 17th, and 24th. And then on the 31st is uh, Christian Cars Online Summer Series Night Number 1. And that's a point racing thing. We basically run, um, on the first night, I believe, we run two really large heat races. is a really long heat race. Okay. And you gather points for every race that you're in. And that... We moved to August uh, 7th for the Christian Cars Online Summer Series night number two, and that night is another long heat race, and then we run very long features. Okay. So, uh, it, it, it uh, again, you get you accrue points as the nights go on. The better you do, the better you have a chance of actually winning the championship for the Christian Cars Online Summer Series. And that's been an event that we've had. Uh, since I first really got involved working with the cart club, so it's one of the coolest things ever. I've raced in it, and I'm going to tell you right now that I was out of shape to begin with. <laughs> so the regular night of racing, with the, even with the two heats in the in the feature, yeah, it was not as tough as the long heat race <laughs> and the longer feature. <laughs> uh, uh, they're also going to be racing in August in the 14th and the 21st, and the season finale will wrap up on August 28th. All right. So uh, tell me what else is happening. Friday, May 5th. That's tonight. The I-94 EMR Speedway season opener doubleheader night number one, Fergus Falls, Minnesota. That'll be 7 o'clock start time tonight. Dakota Speedway in Mandan. The Mandan Meltdown season opener. That'll be 7 o'clock start time. Also, Fiesta City Speedway in Montevideo. That'll be their season opener. Great wings at a place called Duffy's down there. Go figure it. Find that <laughs> nice. one. Nice. Um, I recommend the Gold Rush. Gold Rush wings. Uh, that's a seven o'clock start time there. Princeton Speedway has their season opener, and that'll be in Princeton, Minnesota, at seven. Move on to Saturday, April sixth. It'll be the Don One Hundred and Fifty Arkham Menard Series Kansas Speedway. That's a one o'clock advertised start time. Bryce Hogerberg, I believe, is going to be in that one. Our right. our friend of the show. That'll be on FS One. I-94 EMR Speedway season opener doubleheader again, night number two at, in Fergus Falls, and that is a 5.30 start time. Dakota Speedway in Mandan, Mandan Meltdown, night number two, 7 o'clock start time. Then North Central Speedway, attempt number three. <laughs> it actually says third try at Brainerd, Minnesota, 6.45. Uh, a lot of a lot of good good people out that way, so I, I like their optimism on there. Uh, Ogilvy Raceway, the 15th season opener in Ogilvy, Minnesota. That'll be a 6:30 start time. Then uh, Sunday, April se- uh, excuse me, season, Sunday May 7th, we Nodex Speedway opening night, Magic City Dirt Series in Minot. That'll be a six o'clock start time. 
All right. Hey, when are the local tracks opening up? Well, Thursday, May 11th. That is uh, the uh, tentative start time for Cheyenne Speedway in Lisbon. That'll be a 7 o'clock start time for them. Friday, May 12th, that is when we are expecting the Red River Valley Speedway in West Fargo to open. 7 o'clock start time for them. River City Speedway in Grand Forks also. That'll be a 7 o'clock start time. And uh, May 13th, Saturday, May 13th, that'll be the Viking Speedway in Alexandria. Um, I believe they start at 645. Um, okay. Did not have it on on the on the My Race Pass app. I'll just go look at it someplace else. But I think it's 645 start time. Okay. Um, Sunday, May 21st, Buffalo River Speedway in Glendon is set to open up. That'll be uh, 6 o'clock start time. And in June 1st, it'll be Thursday, June 1st, Norman County Raceway in Ada set to open up 6 o'clock start time. A lot of improvements going on out there at the Norman County Raceway, so I'm, I'm pretty... Uh, pretty pumped to see how that season goes this year yeah and we are we're in may man it I is know. go time <laughs> it, the the magical month of may when it, it comes to racing yep there's gonna be plenty of it and we will keep you covered right here at kfgo.com checkers and records victory lap again you can find Corey litton every single Friday morning through the racing season with the KFGO Morning Crew. That's on 790 AM, 104.7 FM, KFGO. So for Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap.